0: There, friends and foes. Good morning, multiverse. It is Saturday, October 21st, and this is Back of the Cereal Box. You found the right place. I am your host, the prophet of pop culture, John Pike. You can call me Johnny. This morning, we are having terrible technical difficulties, so we're improvising. And this morning, we are going to be talking about the Leica stop motion. Animated classic as part of Saturday magic matinee, Saturday movie matinees, and uh, we're gonna do that. Did I say what movie it is? Paranorman. Woo! We're gonna do that right after this from DL Memphis and the Murdering Crows. It's like cause it's over, Levi Strauss. Carlton and Mickey Mouse. The first star was James Dean. Elvis Presley, Eddie. Hey there, friends and (laughs) foes. Good morning, Willow. Good
1: morning.
0: So for those of you who are tuning in, this is not our regular setup, our regular intro. Normally, I would introduce Willow by saying, please welcome your emotional support Canadian (laughs) all the way from Winnipeg, Canada. She is a fan of X-Men, Ninja Turtles, and Power Rangers, and pretty much all things comic book and geek. And, uh, of course, I am John Pica. Avengers comic books and Star Wars movies and Saturday morning cartoons made me who I am today. And, Willow, I don't know what's going on with our technology this morning. Both you and I are having (laughs) massive issues. Uh, And
1: (laughs) I'm... I, I'm ready to put a hammer to my uh, uh, my uh, <laughs> my network, but you know that then that would leave you know too too much things for my husband to fix later.
0: <laughs> well, I I'm getting this <clears throat> message on my laptop that um, there's too much clutter and um, junk for it to function at an optimal rate so both willow and i are on (laughs) our iphones and i couldn't find my earbuds oh no so i'm just using the camera microphone i hope i sound okay you do yeah i think with just the two of us it'll be okay and for those of you who are wondering aubrey is not going to be joining us on air on camera this morning she is in the chat and that is because last saturday after the show she was in a little fender bender auto altercation and she's very bruised up very sore and um just not ready to be seen on camera yet speaking of seen on camera where did willow go oh sorry there she is. <laughs> ah she's grabbing the cat She's grabbing the cat. So for those of you who are just tuning in this this is a completely chaotic show this morning. I apologize to everyone watching there are just some things that are beyond our control this morning but we are going to soldier through and give the best performance for our for our audience that we can first day with my new tongue. I just I, I can't get anything together this morning so Willow. The first question we have to ask, Saturday morning, because Saturday mornings mean celebration, means fun. And when I was a kid, Saturday mornings meant Saturday morning cartoons, comic books, kaiju movies, and of course, big bowls full of cereal. And this morning, I I don't have a big box, but I've got two little boxes Ooh. of the classic Frosted Flakes. I, you know, I had wanted to get Cinnamon Life for this morning. I've been craving Cinnamon Life. Have you ever had Cinnamon Life?
1: I can't say I have.
0: Have you ever had regular life cereal?
1: Um, no, I I don't think. I, I, I know I've seen it in stores. I just chose not to buy it.
0: Kind so it's very good. <laughs> okay. It's 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 a wheat-based cereal that is very lightly sweetened. So it's not super sweet. It's just just got a touch, just enough. Okay. And in the United States, they did this whole uh, advertising commercial um, where the kids were afraid to try it. I'm not going to try it. You try it. I'm not going to try it. You try it. Let's make Mikey try it. Mikey hates everything. And so they give the bowl to their little brother Mikey. And Mikey takes a bite and he he thinks about it and he digs in it. And he takes another bite and another. And they're like, Look, Mikey likes it. And you know, the the, the implication there was that the most um, the most picky discerning people would love life cereal. So um, they did cinnamon life and cinnamon life was even better. I love cinnamon life. I've been craving it all week. And unfortunately leading this week and, and next week leading into Halloween is chaotic for me. And I can't get this stupid bag open. Technology has totally failed me, Willow. I have failed technology. (laughs) I can't even open the bag of Frosted Flakes. Get the scissors out. (laughs) There we go. Now, because we're both on our phones, um, doing viewer comments is going to be tough. But I'm going to leave that up to you. Do you, can i you, will
1: have to read them because i don't uh, i'm not signed in uh, as my normal oh
0: oh oh okay never mind i'm so I, sorry I, I, then i can do it i can do it okay i i i am so sorry i um did not realize that see guys we're it's chaotic. Uh, i'll no. have to
1: i'll have to do that later uh and
0: uh, yeah get
1: access to it <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah do that later.
0: So I'm going to be eating some Frosted Flakes. Willow, share with everybody while I do that, what's in your bowl? Uh,
1: well, because I was uh, fighting with uh, my network, I didn't grab a bowl of my uh, usual cereal. But I am drinking coffee, so that's all that matters. Um, my mocha, my usual mocha, which is a uh, nasty, uh, quick uh, chocolate syrup. And uh, milk and coffee.
0: <laughs> well, can I, can I just say, what's in my bowl is, of course, the classic Frosted Flakes. And can I just say, I love this cereal. <laughs> Frosted Flakes is so good. It's so, it's got this, it was cornflakes. It's got this sweet vanilla taste. I love this cereal. This for me <clears throat> is in my top 5 favorite of all time. Out of a out of 5 bowls of cereal, I give frosted flakes 5. 5 out of 5. <clears throat> it's perfect.
1: <laughs>
0: now, for those of you tuning in, for the first time and we know there are always first time viewers audience members you're asking yourself what in the world is going on they're they're eating cereal drinking coffee back to the cereal box what does all that mean well this is a show that celebrates the fun of the saturdays of our youth and as i already said when i was a kid saturdays met cartoons comic books kaiju big bowls of cereal and We're called back to the cereal box because when I was a kid, we didn't have smartphones or iPads at the breakfast table on Saturday morning. We were reading the back of the cereal box. Now, this cereal box has nothing on the back except another front. So there's nothing to read. But, you know, for us as kids, that was our world. That was our newspaper. And that's what this show is about. So... We're going to go, we're going to transition right away to our audience comments. And there's a bunch. Oh, my gosh. there's so many. (laughs) This is going to be, this is going to be hard to keep up. So let's see where we are. Um, Zentron says, no cereal for me. Already had it six hours ago. I'm just chowing down on a good old British snack of apple pie. Oh, so listen. Will it cereal, Zentron? That's the question we need to ask. Will apple pie cereal? You need to answer this question for us like right now. Right now. And Andrew Bildin says apple pie with cheese on top. (laughs) So Willow, do you ever put cheddar cheese on top of your apple pie?
1: No, I think that is an American thing. Uh, Canadians don't really do that. It's Although the... I do I do enjoy uh, cheese on a lot of things. So.
0: Mm. Cheese. I was expecting you to talk a little bit longer. I'm cheese, sorry. Cheese on apple pie is phenomenal. You need to try it. Okay. Because, look, I was the same way. I grew up in Northeastern Ohio. Dutch-Amish country, best apple pie on the planet. And I'd never heard of this until I went to school in Kentucky, to college. And someone said, that. oh, that's how we always eat it. I'm like, what? So it's not, it is an American thing, but it's kind of like a, not a Northern American thing. It's kind of like a Middle America thing. So I tried it and holy cow. It was good. All right. Dave Mattingly says the orchestra is tuning up. And Zentron says apple pie with some custard. Ooh, I love that. And Dave Mattingly is so sharp. He says John's wearing a chocolate shirt because he's such a snack. <laughs> and I am. I'm wearing my Hershey's chocolate T-shirt that I got at Hershey's two years ago. I love it, love it, love it, love it. I love Hershey's chocolate. It's my favorite. What about you, Willow? Do you um, have a favorite chocolate brand?
1: Uh, well, okay. So I think a lot of my favorites come from Nestle, and uh, apparently they're an evil corporation. Um, but you know, I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: So that's interesting. You, you've pronounced it Nesty before, but it's, Nestle,
1: yeah,
0: it's Nestle, an L, but I don't think it's a capital L, so it looks like an I to some people. Oh, but um, yeah, I I'm I'm hardcore Hershey's chocolate fan, and the main reason is. Not only is it delicious, but Milton Hershey was an amazing person. And he did amazing things for Hershey, Pennsylvania, and for the, for the world in general. And uh, if you've not researched his life and, and his accomplishments, I recommend that you highly do it. Because it will make you a Hershey fan above everything else. And Aubrey says, yay, hi, Johnny. Hi, Aubrey. Dave Mattingly says, here's Johnny. And Dave Mattingly asks what we're all asking, Willow. What's behind you? <laughs> A cauldron? What? What is that? What's going on?
1: It's my new backdrop.
0: Okay. Did that come from uh,
1: That came Spirit? from the no, that came from the dollar store, <laughs> Dollar Tree.
0: Listen, I've not been, but everyone tells me that the Dollar Tree Halloween decorations this year are like on point.
1: They're really good this year. I haven't been to Dollarama yet, so I can't. Uh, I can't tell which one would be better this year, but. Uh, Usually, Dollarama has a lot more stuff, but Dollar Tree is definitely uh, amping up their game now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Andrew Milden says, "Time for an external hard drive, Johnny. I do have one. I do have. I just need to move a bunch of stuff <laughs> off. This morning, my AVG is saying that there are seventy-seven issues that need resolved." <laughs> And I don't actually own this laptop. It belongs to my company. So they give me permission to use it for the show, but mm, yeah. maybe time for them to buy me a new one. <laughs> Dave Mattingly says, Aubrey is not here because she fought an automobile in hand-to-hand combat. That is absolutely true. Look at who just joined us. Socket to me. She slips on the YouTube stream. Yay! Good to see you, Socko. And Aubrey, by the way, Socko is a great writer and belly dancer, performer. Uh, She joins me every year at Imaginarium. She's fantastic. Aubrey is not on camera, but she is in the comments. And she says, my little Kia became a truck sandwich. A little bit of dark humor there. Oh, Chaos and mayhem rocks the party until the AM, says Zentron. And Andrew Milden says, Cinnamon Life is what they called me in college. I love that. <laughs> Andrew Milden, Cinnamon Life. Aubrey says, Hello, Zentron, Sako, Andrew, and Dave. And Zentron says, Everyone preparing for pumpkin pie next week. So here's the thing in, in the US, Zentron. We don't do pumpkin pie until Thanksgiving. It's not a Halloween thing. Now, what about you, Willow?
1: Um, I can do pumpkin pie pretty much all year. <laughs> uh, not so much the pumpkin spice craze that uh, everybody is enthralled with now. Um, I could do without the... <laughs> okay, so I, I work at PetSmart, and uh, our groomers have been spraying... Uh, pumpkin spy is spice scent on uh, the dogs um, a- after they get groomed and quite honestly it, it just overpowers everything. I'm not, I'm not big into the perfumey stuff. Please don't spray your dogs with perfume.
0: <laughs> I can't imagine that that's good for them. I guess they make canine safe yeah. scents but I-, I can't imagine that they enjoy that either. Because, you know, by the way, I, I just poured my second bowl of cereal and I switched it up. Now I'm going to Rice Krispies, a classic again <laughs> from Kellogg's. Actually, I'm just trying to finish up all of the mini cereals so that they're not taking up room in the pantry. And might as well knock it out all in one morning, right? Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah, I
1: love pumpkin. Uh, I love pumpkin pie. I that is one of my favorites. Um I, I think I'm like everybody else that puts way too much whipped cream on their pies, but. Mm.
0: <laughs> there, that's not possible. There's no such thing as too much whipped cream. <laughs> not at all. And it
1: has to be the real whipped cream, not, not the stuff that comes out of a can.
0: So, can I make a confession? Yep. I love ready whip. <laughs> I love it, I really do. But cool whip is like the accepted whipped cream of my family. So I'm weird like
1: that. I, I like whipped cream made from scratch, but that that's just that's just me.
0: Do you, do you make it yourself?
1: I do. I love I love making whipped cream.
0: How do you do it what what's the secret just
1: vanilla um uh heavy cream shake it up and uh uh well whip it uh i use a, a, it, uh, a yeah i i use a electric whipper because the <laughs> if you do it with the with your whisk it just takes too long all right that or if you uh worked at starbucks like me we had uh these uh charging uh whipped cream containers that you just shake it and then charge it with the with the cartridge
0: that's awesome eli Cass says something very funny the irony is not lost on my on me eli. <laughs> he says we didn't have smartphones growing up and yet here you are using a smartphone ironic yes i <laughs> i it is not lost on me And Aubrey says, I'm eating the chocolate Kashi again. And, oh, my gosh, we have so many comments. It's crazy. Um, All right. And I just lost my place. Where did, oh, my gosh, this is, this might just be um, a comment episode. Uh, Don't worry, new viewers, says Dave Mattingly. John and Willow are wondering what's going on, too. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. So, As we're going to get to more of these comments, but before we do that, Willow, we need to talk about my favorite part of Saturday morning. And I, you know, because we're kind of out of sorts this morning, I forgot to mention that our theme song was performed by uh, DL Memphis and the Murdering Crows. You can get their album on. Amazon, iTunes, or Google, wherever you buy music. And of course, we got to thank our Serial box super friends, Kate Hawkins, Eli Cash, Cindy Cap, Sharice Collins, and Dave Mattingly. And they contribute at buymeacoffee.com. You can too at buymeacoffee.com slash cereal box pod. Now, you may have seen Willow this morning or this week, I announced that we are launching a Patreon page. Oh. Um, so, It's going to be filled with exclusives. That doesn't mean that those of you who contribute on buy me a coffee can't continue to do so. That will be our digital tip jar, but we are going to be doing some exclusives just for Patreon. And I had a graphic on my laptop already to load up. And since my laptop has become an anchor, I don't have it. We'll talk more about that next week. um, When Aubrey and I come to you live from Holocon. but, This is my favorite part of the Saturday morning experience because when I was a kid, we got up early, we poured the bowl of cereal, we sat down to watch cartoons, but one of the rituals was to reach into that box and pull out the prize. This is Drew Milden's favorite segment. It's called New Loot where we reach into the box, the virtual box, and pull out the prizes from the cereal box, and Willow I'm not going to reach into my box <laughs> because I'm wearing my new loot. Ooh. This is a brand new ball cap that I got yesterday. And I'm going to... Let's see. I don't know if I can actually change the layout on the... Here, we're going to do this. Ah, there we go. All right. So this is a new cap I got. Um, and it is the Nashville logo inside of a Batman symbol. And I know, Willow, you probably don't really understand what this is all about. but Not
1: in particular, but I think it's cool.
0: Well, in Nashville, we have a building. We we have the AT&T building. And the AT&T building, it's the corporate headquarters of AT&T. And it's got these twin spires at the top that look like Batman's head, Batman's oh. top. And it's affectionately called the Batman building. Well, this great artist who sets up at the Nashville farmer's market does these hats with that Nashville Batman building logo. That is the Batman built. That is the at t building in the very center. And then oh, he, cool. you know, Incorporated in some other iconic skyline buildings, but um, yeah. So I, I saw that, and I was like, "I, I have to have that." That that is like such an inside Nashville thing, and um, of course, he had it in four different colors. But I had to get the Batman colors. So um, there you go. That's my new loop. Awesome. What do? You, what about you, Willow? Anything to show up <laughs> from the cereal right. box?
1: So, also from uh, Dollarama, or not? Sorry, Dollar Tree is uh, another backdrop. This one's more uh, of a brick, uh, dark brick. So I can add more stuff to it. So if, if, and I'm hoping that I'm not working. (laughs) I uh, I hope to uh, do some decorating around my house because last year I kind of missed. Uh, halloween um uh, the decoration part um and then i went and bought this wig for a more uh, screen accurate or comic accurate power girl which i'm waiting on my uh, my body suit um
0: wait so... a minute wait <laughs> a minute wait a minute willow is doing a power girl cosplay
1: i i did one, but I got so much for not having the uh, boob window.
0: <laughs> Are you going to have that window?
1: I'm going to have the boob window.
0: <laughs> I'm so excited. Ladies and gentlemen, so, we're going to finish the show by yourself. I'm good. Gonna...
1: <laughs> so we'll see what what the bodysuit looks like when it come, it comes in. This wig uh, kind of makes me look like a 90s pop, uh, pop uh, boy band.
0: <laughs> That's fantastic. I <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. Um, so we, we I, I love that. I cannot wait to see that. So, um, you know, here at my house, we don't really do a whole lot of decorating for Halloween. We love it. We love Halloween. It is one of our favorite holidays, one of my favorite holidays. But we go all out. I mean, like all out for Christmas. And oh. by the way, Christmas season starts in just 12 days.
1: <laughs> yeah, as soon as November 1st hits, that's when all the retail stores start doing the Christmas music.
0: Yep. And you'll, you'll see me wearing Christmas attire starting that day. Now, my my wife prefers that I wait until after Thanksgiving. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Because (laughs) after Thanksgiving is my birthday month. So not only are we celebrating Christmas, we're celebrating Johnny's birthday. And so I start celebrating Christmas early.
1: See, we have a thing here where a lot of people complain about uh, setting up Christmas stuff. Uh, right before Remembrance Day, or well, uh, it would be, I think, Veterans Day for you guys. Uh, but you guys don't seem to have that issue with people complaining, uh, about setting up b- before we uh celebrate or oh, oh, yeah, we do, yeah,
0: oh, oh okay. yeah, we do, yeah. But you know what? I don't care I, if it were up to <laughs> me, we'd have Christmas decorations up all year long. I sing Christmas carols in the middle of July. Me and my daughter, that's our thing. We, listen, I g- grew up in a house. My mom loved Christmas. We had a Christmas tree in every single room of our house when I was a kid. And we had a big house. Um, she even put Christmas trees in the bathrooms. And we had three of them. So, you know, we, that was like a big deal big deal. So we have more comments from our audience. And uh, we we have more comments than I think we've ever had. This is crazy. Uh, Chris Vaglio says, love that hat, Johnny. And Aubrey comments, the bat building. That's what we call it. And Dave Mattingly says, I've always thought of the Nashville Tower as Sauron's uh, Orthanic Tower. I, I know what you're talking about. There, there have been some memes created with Sauron's eye in between those two towers, but uh, it, that's, that's outside of Nashville. Nashvilleians call it the Batman building. Um, and Chris Vaglio agrees. You got to have that hat. And Zentron says, na 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 Nashville. I love it. Love it. Chris Vaglio says, still have yet to get to Nashville. <name> Got to get there. Yes, you do. Chris, I can't believe you've never been to Nashville. As much of a music fan as you are, and I know a lot of people think that Nashville is just country music, and that ain't true at all. Um, we, we are Music City USA for a reason. And, you know, uh, Alice Cooper records here. He lives here, actually. Um, and um, Bon Jovi... Uh, recorded his last album here. Steven Tyler of Aerosmith recorded his last album here. Um, everyone is here. And um, for a while, Steven Tyler lived here. And that was really weird, Willow, to see Steven <laughs> Tyler out on the streets of Nashville because we don't have paparazzi here.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. So,
0: so celebrities are out all the time. Just huh. in amongst everybody. Um,
1: you guys have uh, strict rules uh poor paparazzi out there or is it just you know paparazzi just don't it doesn't go there
0: um it's it's a cultural thing we don't tolerate it okay yeah yeah um and so that's why a lot of celebrities love to live here because they can just be people Mm -hmm. now the one exception is taylor swift (laughs) She is hounded by paparazzi, but that's a whole different level. That's something completely different. And Aubrey says, as a Tennessee resident, it's something kids grow up seeing. It's kind of badass. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. So um, I'm going to go back. We I skipped over a bunch of comments. And, ooh, Facebook user says, the pumpkin ice cream at Baskin Robbins is delish. I cannot do pumpkin spice coffee. Have you had the pumpkin ice cream at Baskin Robbins? No, well,
1: we don't. We don't have a Baskin Robbins here.
0: Maybe Tim Hortons has it. Does Tim Hortons uh, sell ice cream?
1: No. Uh, if they did, then I think they, that would be awesome. But yeah, what, no, Where Hortons. do
0: you go to get ice cream?
1: uh there okay so we have a couple places here uh in my neighborhood we have a place called uh bridge drive-in which has been around for like 50 years okay um and uh that place is just phenomenal it's a it, it is a seasonal place um and then we have a place that um just opened up a couple years ago it's uh called Beam.
0: okay so. I've not heard of either one of
1: them. <laughs> it's all local stuff. So
0: There you go. I, I love, it. Um, love it. Love it, love it, love um, it. And Zentron says, pumpkin pie was created here in England for celebration of... Uh, uh, I can never pronounce that right. Uh, uh, Halloween. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and, and it, it, that's interesting. I, <laughs> I did not know that Zentron... So but here in the US, I mean that's not we we save it for Thanksgiving. Of course, like you said, Willow, I could eat pumpkin pie any time of the year. And yeah. and it is available all year long. It's just it's a Thanksgiving and Christmas tradition. But I personally I'm an apple pie guy. That's my that's my jam. I see
1: I love both. I, I don't know which one I. It, 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 it's like it telling me to uh, choose my favorite cat. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> are Are you a pie gal? I love uh,
1: I love both. Um, you know, I I uh, had I had a, a grapevine at one point, and I would make grape grape pies and uh, give some to my mom for, uh, for grape jelly, but. Yeah, no, I I definitely prefer apple and uh, pumpkin.
0: All right, all right, excellent, excellent. I love that. I love that. I I'm I'm not a like a fan of the cream pies necessarily. Like, I don't like lemon cream pie or coconut cream is okay. Banana but...
1: cream pie is just like it, if it's done right, it, it it just brings back so many nostalgic memories of living with my grandparents.
0: <laughs> yuck banana cream pie anyway um eli t cash says look at me i whip cream head i fear a fear whipped cream head what I, I don't know what that means red foreman i what eli you're so weird i love you uh same here whipped cream is easy to make says Zendron. and dave mattingly says willow makes her own whipped cream whipped cream I have been eating my own food all this time. Oh, that's funny, I think. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Eli T. Cash, totally doesn't happen when I come around. What, What doesn't happen? I don't know. And we're going backwards, by the way, over some comments that I skipped. Chris Vaglio says, good morning, Cereal Boxers. Good morning, Chris Vaglio. And if you are not listening or watching Chris and Amanda's song swap showdown you are really missing a phenomenal show live monday mornings they uh they here's the premise willow i love this each of them pick three songs that they don't think the other one has ever heard and chris is a rock and roller guy and amanda is a bubblegum pop taylor swift (laughs) She's a sweetie. <laughs> hey, and if you
1: guys ever need someone who loves country, yeah, sign me up.
0: <laughs> so they swap songs and rate them and talk about them. And they they're so fun together, so much chemistry, so much energy. And it is the best way to start your week, hands down. Song swap showdown. Check it out. And um Aubrey says my ADHD is like whip it willow, whip it good. <laughs> Ooh, not going to be proud of this this time. That's um, what's
1: going to be in my head for the rest of the day.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um Dave Manningley says tomorrow morning it's actually Monday morning, Dave. Today's Saturday. Monday Christian and Amanda's song swap showdown will cover vampire songs. There's a category there was, of song Vampires. Many what?
1: songs for vampires.
0: <laughs> I mean, I know, I know there's uh Werewolves of London, which is actually uh what what is it? Um Sweet Home Alabama, same song. Yeah. Ooh, werewolves of London, sweet home Alabama. <laughs> love, love that. And um so, so we are going to, um, we're going to talk about Paranorman. Um, so I did not have a chance to load up any of the images because my laptop became a brick. But, um, but Aubrey says, so Paranorman was truly a more deep, spooky story than I really understood the first time I saw it I'm actually really happy to go over this one yeah so for those of you who don't know we're talking about the Leica movie Paranorman par- not paranormal Paranorman uh, and it's about this little boy named Norman who can see and talk to dead people he and he sees them everywhere and everyone thinks he's a weird, strange little kid and he's kind of the outcast and you know through through the story every year there's this um witch's curse that has to be staved off. Basically the the town that they live in, Blythe, I think it's Maryland. I'm I can't remember the state, but Blythe, Blytheville, um I think it's just Blythe. <clears throat> um, back during the Salem witch trial era, they put a, a witch to death. And there were seven judges, seven like council members and a judge that were responsible for that. And every year um, they are cursed to return unless someone can read from the book and prevent the witch's curse from happening. And it turns out that they are cursed to exist as zombies, cursed by this witch, because did you watch this willow? Am I I did to spoil this no, for you? Okay.
1: no no, 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 I, I thought it was a really good movie, so go on, go ahead.
0: It turns out that Agatha. Aggie Pendergrass was a little girl uh, of about 11 or 12 that these seven people burned at the stake for witchcraft because she was just like Norman and could see and communicate with the dead and they were afraid and basically it comes out that the witch's curse for them to return as zombies is true. And Norman is tasked with putting Aggie back to sleep, reading from the book of fairy tales, putting her back to sleep for another year. And he fails because he doesn't understand the mission. His, his uncle who has been holding off the witch's curse for generations dies suddenly and leaves him incomplete instructions. Doesn't really fill him in. So he fails. The, the judge and the townsfolk that, that put Agatha to death rise from the grave as zombies. And basically it turns out that Norman just needs to negotiate peace with Agatha so that she can rest and go on to the afterlife. And so the, the judges can too. And, um, you know, along the way... Uh, his bully, Alvin, becomes an ally. Um, he, he makes his friend, uh, Neil, who's also a weird fat kid. And um, Mitch, the big buff older brother of Neil, and um, Norman's sister, Courtney, who thinks he's just a weird kid. She finally realizes that he is the last best hope for the town of Blythe. And they all come to his side, to his aid, to help him save the town and end the curses, the witch's curse. And Willow, I love this movie. It is a
1: really cute movie. Like I I will have to say it's way better than Coraline. Sorry, uh, Andrew, but uh, I know how a lot of people liked it, but. Uh, yeah, Paranorman uh, didn't give me that like, weird, predatory, creepy vibe that Coraline did.
0: Yeah, and I, I'm, I'm right there with you. And I think, you know, we kind of talked about this. I think so many people, especially girls, related to Coraline, mm. that feeling of abandonment and being a burden and in the way and not really wanted. I completely relate to Norman. Mm-hmm. I, that's how I felt growing up. I didn't feel like I was accepted. I didn't feel like I fit in. I was I was the weird kid, and um, you know I was the weird kid that talked to aliens from Saturn, and drew comic books, and did magic, and and people just didn't understand me, and and that's what's going on with Norman norman's just a regular kid he just has this uncanny ability to see and to talk to spirits who are still lingering on earth have unfinished business and um you know i just the the way his dad didn't understand is i had a great relationship with my dad but when it came time for me as an adult to you know go into a career my dad didn't understand why I didn't want to do the family business, and he would he would act a lot like Norman's dad. What's the matter with you, kid? You know, we, we're giving you this, you know, that whole thing. And so I really relate to Norman in a big way. Um, and you know, th- this was produced by Leica, and you know, a lot of people again mistake the Lake of movies for Tim Burton, yeah, Stop animation movies, and
1: because it's very similar. Like yeah,
0: and- well, and apparently I learned that the the guys who made this movie did work on the Corpse Bride. That makes sense. Yeah, so so there is some some similarities, and basically, you know, I I listened to some commentary this week, and they basically said that. Paranorman did better than what Corpse Bride did. It has kind of the same resolution, but Paranorman did it better. And uh, I like that. I I find this movie to be a fun adventure. Mm -hmm. It's an adventure. And with a lot of overtones of Scooby-Doo, because the gang in the van, they're trying to solve the mystery. Um, and uh they're misunderstood and i just you know everything about this speaks to me and the animation is flawless stop motion animation that looks like cgi animation it's unreal good
1: you know it's funny with all these uh movies and shows that uh Kind of have the main character as a weird outcast kind of character. You think that society would be more embracing us more?
0: (laughs) Well, so you know, this is an interesting thing. Uh, Drew Milden and I were having a chat about a year ago. I was re-listening to my episode on his podcast, Drew versus the World. And um, by the way, it's a great interview. (laughs) Um, Maybe the best interview that I've ever given because Drew is that good. He knows how to ask the right questions of his guests. Um, So if you want to learn the real Johnny, listen to Drew versus the world, the prophet speaks. Um, Anyway, I was re-listening to that. And last year on that show, we had a conversation about how You know, when I was a kid, when he was a kid, you know, being a comic book geek, being an animation fan, cartoon fan, Star Wars fan was, you know, that was like bully bait. I just coined a new word, bully bait. Um, And today, thanks to Iron Man in 2008, geeks have inherited the earth. But you know what? They're still. I still run into people who are, mm, they're, they're still a little bit. Uh, they make fun of us still, and and it, although we've taken over mainstream entertainment, we've not taken over mainstream social circles quite yet.
1: No, it's still the bullies. That uh, when it, when it comes to popularity, it's still the bullies.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. So I'm, I'm trying to, um, all right. So Chris Baglio, well, before we get to comments, Willow, what were your overall thoughts about this movie?
1: It's a very well done movie with with art direction. Uh, the stop motion is just top notch. Um, I don't know. It, the story is very well done. Uh, it's a very well thought out movie um, it's very hard to uh, it, it, not very many movies are as well thought out with with when, when it comes to all like editing um, story and uh, of uh, of that genre and I, I don't know it's just like, Tim Burton knows how to do it, and uh, the studio knows how to do it, and they they do it well. And I wish that they would continue doing all the movies.
0: <laughs> would is it fair to fair to say that you would consider this a perfect movie?
1: Oh, I, absolutely! It's it's a really cute kids movie, but it but done more so so that adults understand it as well.
0: Yeah, there are so many rich layers to this movie. Um, And and look, the reason why we're talking about this movie, I, I forgot to even set up our segment, is because this whole series is about Saturday matinee movies. Movies that on a Saturday afternoon, either you might have thrown the VHS tape into the VCR, curled up on the living room floor with a bunch of blankets and pillows and, you know, popped the popcorn and ate the Doritos and, you know, just enjoyed a Saturday afternoon matinee movie. And that's how I saw this movie. That's how I saw Coraline. That's how I saw this movie. I did not see either of them in the theaters. I saw them later with the family in the living room, sitting on the floor. And um, so that's, that's kind of the, 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 the place that I'm coming from with these movies. And Chris Baglio says, Paranorman was so good. He saw it in the theaters. And I wish I had seen it in the theater. After this movie, I've made it a point to always see Leica films in the theater. So Box Trolls and especially Kubo and the Two Strings. Oh my God. That's in my top 10 best movies of all time. Uh, Zentron has a big smiley face. And Aubrey says, first of all, stop first of all stop animation is way too underrated and this movie was amazing at it yes yeah. yes it was and do you know willow that the uh this is the first stop motion animation movie that actually used a 3d color printer to create the character faces that oh. the um because you know, with these stop mo- with Leica in particular, they do like 20 to 30 different models for the different characters. Yeah. Yeah. And then they use a 3D color printer to create them, which is interesting. And it's only the second stop motion animation movie to be shot in 3D. Oh, huh. I didn't know that either. So I didn't see this in 3D, but. Um, Yeah, Leica is amazing at this stop-motion animation. And Dave Mattingly mentions Aubrey for stop-motion animation. I highly recommend The Wizard of Speed and Time, my all-time favorite movie. And that is a, I believe, a claymation animation movie, isn't it, Dave? I, I believe so. I think so. And Andrew Milden says, I love this movie, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I... I, I love this straightforward adventure. I love the mystery, the twist with Agatha at the end. It's original and it breaks your heart and it makes perfect sense all at the same time. And Aubrey says, poor Aggie just needed a community. That's, that's right. She really did. And Sakatumi says, is Paranorma, Paranorman streaming anywhere? Yes, it is. It's free on Pluto TV. Dun dun dun. <laughs> Ta-da. You're welcome. Now now Willow, did you watch it on Pluto in Canada?
1: Um I believe it. I believe it's, it's streaming also on Netflix, but just double check because I okay. don't know if it's different in Canada than in Yeah,
0: America. it's it's not on Netflix in the US. I I don't know why they do that. I do <laughs> know why they do that, but it irritates me that they do that. Um and Aubrey says, this stop motion animation is right up there with Corpse Bride and Chicken Run. Oh, Chicken Run. Oh, <laughs> what a great movie. But I don't want to be a pie. See what we just did there? We just came yep. back full circle, Willow. And Zentron says, Corpse Bride was awesome. You know, I, I'm not a fan of Corpse Bride, I thought Corpse Bride was weird. Uh, And not in a good way. Weirder than Coraline. Just. mm. Anyway, we might have to take that up on another episode. (laughs) Dave Mattingly says, John, fitting in is a weakness. Yes, but that doesn't prevent us from wanting to fit in, does it? Guys, I have more
1: friends online than I have in real life. (laughs) Yeah, I hang out with you guys more than I hang out with anything anybody else. Truth,
0: Truth. you know, that's funny. I was just thinking the exact same thing before we came on live on air. That is weird. So, Aubrey says, though it seems, oh, oh, I just lost that. Okay, though it seems less dark, it is also a very dark story about a child who no longer had a family and could not find a community of understanding and how that can turn one child very angry. Yes, yes, that, that's absolutely right. Again, the layers of, on, on this is, is so strong. And um, And Andrew Milden says stop motion is my favorite genre. That's interesting, I, I would not have guessed that, Andrew. And, and again, this stop motion animation is so crisp, it is so fluid, it feels like CGI animation. And I've had people think that. I, I've talked to people, they're like, oh, I don't like CGI animation. Well, this isn't CGI animation. This is stop motion animation, go watch it. Um, and Aubrey says the subtext in the story is also family helping family and what happens when a community turns against specific individuals. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Andrew Milden says, thanks, Johnny, for the shout-out for Drew versus the World. It's a great show. You need to tune in and check it out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts. And, of course, he's a regular guest host here. Um, Aubrey says, the curse turned the seven council members into zombies. And they were chased and harassed. Ooh. You know, that's right. They, they the, the people who were the bullies and who feared Agatha became the people who were feared and were attacked by the townspeople. So, Willow, something just occurred to me as mm-hmm. I read that comment. There's a really strong commentary in this movie, about how a community can become a mob driven by fear and misunderstanding. Because these townspeople, they were ready to kill Norman.
1: Yep. And that seems like it's a a common theme in society as well. Uh, The wrong people in power can make a mob pretty quick to anger and use it uh, and use that uh to to mani- manipulate people yeah
0: yeah it, it was it was that it's there's a pretty strong commentary there uh aubrey says aggie just wanted them to feel just as lost and rejected as they made her feel that's why the story calmed her the storybook because it made her feel loved and acknowledged but by this point, she was sick of the story. She didn't want to go back to sleep. She was, um, you know, she was she was ready to unleash her full wrath against the town, and Norman had to convince her. Had to go into her world, and meet her face to face. He risked his his entire life to uh, to save the town. I mean, talk about. Uh, strong kid Mm -hmm. and maybe maybe being bullied and made fun of is what made him strong yep Hmm. and aubrey says i love how johnny and i see the story differently it is fun and there's some cute comedic moments like when the blonde girl assumes that the cute guy is going to be single well i don't think we see it differently at all aubrey i think we see this movie exactly the same way. You're just expanding on some of the points that um, that I agree with. Absolutely, um, I, I I love it because it is more of an adventure. But the the layers and the darkness and the I mean, it's not as dark as Coraline. It is dark, but in a in a an adventure way. It's it's dark in a Scooby Doo way, mm-hmm. and um, I, I really like that. I really like that. And Zentron says, the ones I like to watch are the Thunderbird movies. <laughs> Do you know I have not brought myself to see 321 Thunderbirds go? Oh, no. <laughs> have you watched those movies, Willow?
1: Uh, I feel like I have uh, because my mom and my aunt would watch stuff like that. Um, I don't know. I, I'm fairly certain I have. Like, I know I've watched the show a couple times. I, um
0: I don't know what it is. You know they're marionettes.
1: Yeah,
0: it, it was a famous TV show in the '60s, and then they did a movie. Basically, um, they did Thunderbirds go, and they did um, Team America. And
1: yeah, uh, early I don't what think was it? Rela- early 2000s I don't even... they did a they did a live action version of Thunderbirds.
0: Did they? Yeah, I don't, and that's I don't, why
1: remember. that's why Team America came out. <laughs>
0: I uh well you know they did they did a, a a thunderbirds movie with the marionettes but you're saying they did a live action with I actors They certainly did a live action movie I'm going to have to research that See I, I have a confession to make I I'm not a fan of marionettes <laughs> I don't know why marionettes are a little bit They creep bit me out too Creepy I don't know Anyway Anyway, maybe I'll have to watch them. Um, Okay, no, Johnny, says Dave Mattingly. The Wizard of Speed and Time is live-action stop-motion. Why would you do that? Hmm. Okay, I'll have to check that out. Um, Okay, and Zentron says Coraline was the previous movie shot in 3D. Okay, so there we go. Uh, the first two, you know, films from Leica, Coraline and Paranorman, were both shot in three D, and Coraline was the first one. Interesting. How did everyone feel about the live action Paranorman? I didn't know that there was one. I I, I have. I never no watched it. That there was one. Um, and how? Oh, she. Oh she yeah. How would they uh, feel? And how would we, we feel? Yeah, how would people feel if they made a live action you know what I'm not a fan of doing that um I, you know the disney and we're going to talk about some of the disney classic films in this series in particular the little mermaid which is one of my all-time favorite movies it saved disney and I understand why they do the live action versions of those movies but I don't think that they actually add anything to the experience. Um, I haven't watched The Little Mermaid yet.
1: I'm kind of uh, to say the, the that like, like they they they've they've kind of uh, ruined uh, the whole experience of the uh, of the classics going into these uh, doing these um, weird live action versions of. Uh, of these movies, uh, they—I don't know—they did one for uh, Beauty and the Beast, and I think they kind of bombed it.
0: Well, it was a huge success. Those those live action movies are huge money makers, and the the reason they do them, Willow, is because studio executives have this this belief that today's kids will not see an older movie. They just won't watch it. I and call so BS. They, they want to remake the movie. They want to reintroduce that IP to recapitalize on it and create a new fan base because they, can't, they believe they can't make fans from the older movies. And I, I call BS on that as well.
1: Because the Disney would re-release uh, their movies periodically. And I remember watching Cinderella in the theater.
0: Yeah. If they would release re-release classic movies in the theater on a regular basis, and not just Disney, just in general. During the pandemic, my son and I went and saw Back to the Future and Ghostbusters and Empire Strikes Back uh, on the big screen. And it was magical and the theater was filled, filled for a pandemic theater. I mean, you had two seats between every person, but I mean, people showed up and showed out and the week that Empire Strikes Back was reintroduced or not Empire Strikes Back, just last year when Return of the Jedi was re-released for the 40th anniversary. It was the number one grossing film in theaters that weekend. Oh. It topped the box office and it had a limited re- release forty years later. Oh my gosh!
1: And I I remember when they re-released um, Indiana Jones with like twelve extra minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like a good movie, a good story is a good story is a good story, whether it was made fifty years ago or five minutes ago. So anyway, Andrew Milden asks: Are there any Wallace and Gromit fans? Um, that
1: was actually fun to watch, like the the show, the movie that they came out with, which then led to into uh, Dwayne Chicken Run uh, soon after.
0: Yeah, I, I am loved a it. Run fan. Um, they recently did another movie, and I can't remember what it was. But anyway, um, and Aubrey says she loves those movies, episodes, and Andrew Milden. Uh, Dave, Mil- Dave Mattingly says, Andrew Milden, let's go someplace where there's cheese. Wallace and Gromit reference. All right. So Dave Mattingly says, being bullied never makes anyone strong, it only reveals inner strength. Positive reinforcement is always more powerful. Interesting. I'm not going to agree or disagree. That's a <laughs> great way to, to put that. And Sakatumi says, I love marionettes. Well, you can watch all the marionette movies (laughs) you want to. And Zentron says, Oh, God, that live action movie of Thunderbirds was horrifically bad. Thank you. (laughs) I'm going to have to research this because I didn't know that they made a live action one. Michael Hagen is with us, or Hager, and he says, Because the Imagineers no longer have any imagination. And you're not wrong. You're not wrong. That's a whole other episode. (laughs) Dave Mattingly says, a couple of months ago, I got to see They Live, my favorite John John Carpenter movie, on the big screen screen for the first time. Yeah. Look, I'm going to see next Wednesday night. I'm going to see Godzilla 2000 on the big screen for the first time. And actually, I've never seen that one. That's one of the few Godzilla movies I've never seen. And Fathom Events is re-releasing it in the theaters. I can't wait. Um, Zentron says there was no camera that was able to film Coraline in 3D. So they set up a mini camera rig with the camera on a rail. Left pick was taken. Then the camera moves to the right, takes the right side pick. Oh, that's interesting. So they invented a way to do it. Aubrey says, Aggie could no longer see friend from foe through her pain. Norman's strength was his heart of never giving up. He stood up for himself and his ghost grandma. Absolutely. Listen, if you guys haven't seen Paranorman, it's definitely one to put on your list. Roll out the blanket on the living room floor on a Saturday afternoon or a Saturday night. And, uh, check this out. This is, this is a special movie. um, And one that I think is worth really digging into and, and enjoying. And believe it or not, Willow, that's all of our comments. We got through them all. (laughs) How'd that happen? Of course we're 12 minutes over time, but that's nothing new. (laughs) So, um, what do you got going on this week, uh, Willow? Where can people see you?
1: Oh, okay, so um, nothing. Oh, well, okay. So this week is this, uh, tomorrow will be uh, the uh, Ice Cream Queen's uh, weekend. So um, what do I have? I work. <laughs> I'm working both uh, PetSmart tonight today and uh, at Spirit Halloween tomorrow. I don't get a day off and uh, I'm working all week. <laughs>
0: next well, week. And today, today is like black Friday for spirit Halloween. Cause this is the last Saturday. Is it? No, no, no you got one, we more have one more. It'll be one next. More before
1: Halloween. Yeah. yeah.
0: But this, yeah. Next Saturday, the 28th will be like black <laughs> Friday for you. So that will be crazy. And Aubrey and I will be coming to you live from Holocon. So Willow, um, we might talk about patching you in, but you might get a day off.
1: We'll see. (laughs) I I am working uh, Saturday at Spirit Halloween. um, but It'll uh, probably
0: be an early day. So probably, why don't we just go ahead and call it right now and say that Willow is going to be... (laughs) You know, doing the Black Friday of Halloween. And Aubrey and I will be coming to you live from Holocon in Dalton, Georgia. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah.
1: And next week is Winnipeg Comic Con as well. And there's been a scheduling conflict. I may not be hosting my, uh, one of my panels. Um yeah uh but that's okay the uh, paranormal group has their panel uh, to host uh Friday night so I hope I can watch it uh, I got I got roped into working spirit halloween on Friday
0: <laughs> Not a surprise black friday of halloween Look I, you know I'm struggling with this um so many of the great conventions that I would like to go to happen on holiday weekends and like it's a miracle that i got free to go to holocon now holocon is a three-day convention i'm only going to be there saturday because friday night i've got a sold out ghost tour Mm -hmm. sold we're sold out for the entire month of october oh and um that night that friday the 27th is no exception now I tell you that we're sold out, and we are, but if you want to take advantage of a ghost tour in 17 other cities across the country, um, you can go to nightlyspirits.com, use my promo code, johnp667, take 10% off. And here's the great thing, Willow, we're in 17 different cities, and we operate all year long, not Mm -hmm. just Halloween. There are four other ghost tour companies that have popped up in Nashville during this month. They will not be here next month. <laughs> but during October, they're here.
1: Yeah, but it seems like it's not affecting you at all.
0: <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's not. It, other than they, they're taking up my space.
1: That's oh. the annoying
0: thing. I get to my space and the, the bar or the restaurant, I'm like, oh, wait, that's not your group? Oh. No. There's somebody else. Oh, we're so sorry. If we had known, we would have told them to go somewhere else. Anyway, it's a thing. <laughs> so anyway, guys and gals, we're going to say good afternoon, farewell. Um, and wherever you are, if you like our show, tell two, 300 of your closest friends and family. Share it. And um, until the next time, love you, mean it. And we'll catch you on the back of the cereal box. Thanks for watching.